We're back. Welcome to the Casuals to Degenerate podcast. I'm your host, Luke Probasco, and with me always is my co-host, Jacob Belleville. Hey, Jacob. Hey, what's going on? Not a lot. There's somebody that we have to uh, to present to our league, to the millions and millions of people listening to this podcast. We're bringing on a third co-host, and his name is a Louisiana Bear. Welcome, Bear. Howdy, 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 folks. Howdy, how you doing? <laughs> So, so the people, we listened to the people, the people really enjoyed the episodes that the bear, you know, was kind of around for the whole, whole episode. They liked the bear picks. Bear was pretty successful last year. Um, so we decided to ask the bear if, if he would be a staple of this podcast and he graciously agreed. So we're, we're happy to have you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so for those of you who may be new to the podcast, this is a campus to Canton fantasy football league where you play two sides. You play the college side and NFL side. And on the NFL side, if you have a two round rookie draft, but it's diluted a little bit because we're playing college. So if you have a college player who gets drafted, they just automatically go onto your pro team. So we're trying to identify, you know, we're going to have freshman drafts or supplemental drafts on the NCAA side, 15 rounds, that we're trying to identify pro potential so they can go right to our college side. I mean, most of us. Some, like Grimm, they're just trying to find, you know, the next Tajay Spears. But, you know, just want a body. you know, we've got Jacob out here headhunting for Dylan Rayola. Who, if you don't know, you best find out. Dude's going to be electric at Nebraska. Right, Jacob? I mean, he's going to Nebraska for sure. So, I I think he is. So he does, they've got some dudes at wide receiver coming in in this class. So, that is kind of exciting. So, that's kind of the, the basis for this. This is going to be our third year of Campus to Canton for our league, but only our second year of uh, documenting it in a podcast because, you know, we're here for engagement with, with the league and it's fun to, to hear about what people want. That's probably the, I think the funnest part of campus to Canton league is building your team to compete on the college side or the NFL side or both and doing trades between leagues tweet. What's been your favorite part of the campus to Canton league? I, I would have to agree. I'd, I'd have to say that I really enjoy the the trading amongst, but also, like, everybody's strategy. Everybody's got a little different. Some people are kind of, like, not really going for it. And either side, they're just trying to build up. Other people are going for it on one side or the other, and other people are winning it on both sides, you know? Some, um, yep, some have been doing that. That's what I hear. Scumbags. <laughs> but in my opinion, I think I think it just kind of it, it makes it more exciting than just going out there and like drafting an NFL team and then your typical dynasty league, you just draft the rookies coming in and then it's like, no, I 
I drafted Bijan in the first round two years ago. Yeah, I, I deserve to have Bijan. Jacob, yes, Jacob, what about you? What's your favorite part of this league? Oh, man. Just becoming fans of players. I mean, I don't know where, like, some of these players are going to end up, but same token, I took a bunch of freshmen, and it's like I'm excited to see what happens in three, four years. So I don't know. That's also a thing I like is doing the deep dive on the incoming freshmen and, like, planting a flag. Just like this is going to be my guy, but then also not, like not getting too. That's the hard part. It's not getting too attached that you're like, "Hey, are are you willing to trade this guy?" And the other person, like, I'm guilty of it. It's like, no, like, I I want to see what this guy does. Yep. So that's it's that so much easier part. to be attached to the college guys than it is the the NFL guys. It's like ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, and like, what happens when a freshman that you drafted? pans out, gets to the NFL, he's probably going to be untouchable for you because now you've got like five years invested in this player. Yeah. You know what I mean? That was your baby. You 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 nurtured that kid all the way up. I did. And he grew up to be 6'3", 225, and <laughs> run a 4'3". <laughs> Jacob, we've been over this. You probably. don't have Anthony Richardson. You don't have him. So I was quick. talking about Traylon Burks. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> So I think I think those are uh, really really fun fun things about this. So I encourage anybody that's listening to this who's not in a campus to Canton league, just listen to you know how our year goes, and I would really strongly encourage you to to join one. So we're gonna get right in. We need to make sure that we're getting our episodes downloaded, rate and review helps with the algorithm, helps us reach more people who can play campus to Canton. Because I honestly think this is way more fun than Dynasty, way more fun than Devi. Like I want this to be like the norm, where people—it's not a niche or a niche, I should say—of of a type. I th- I really want this to be become bigger if we can. So we'll get right into our quick hitter here. So we had a or i had posted a poll in our group chat i want you to pick a player that you what did i say that i that you don't want yeah so what running back do you not want on your fantasy team player a 897 yards rushing two rushing touchdowns 57 receptions for 490 yards and two touchdowns they played in 15 games. Player B, 876 yards rushing, 12 touchdowns, 17 receptions, 92 yards, also in 15 games. So comparable in the rushing yards, way up on touchdowns, not a sticky stat, way down in the receptions and the yards, 15 games. We play a PPR in our format. Player C, 782 yards rushing, 7 touchdowns, 46 receptions for 300 yards and 1 touchdown in 13 games. So honestly pretty comparable to player A in in my opinion had they played just a couple more games. But availability is, you know, it's important in in our games. So going through this, player A, they this person did not want player A on their team and that was Tweet. Tweet did not want player A. 
Tweet, do you want to guess who player A is? Well, shit, I read that wrong. I thought it was who I wanted. Okay, so you want player A. Who do you That's not my favorite. Want? That's your favorite. Okay, so who do you not want? Um. Well, you know, we everybody knows I can't read. That's probably why I voted <laughs> wrong. Um. <laughs> I don't want. Let me let me break up the tie here with a quick. Let's see, five, eight, two, two. I do not want player B. Okay, Belleville Rinker also did not want player B. Jacob, who do you think player B is? Not sure. I just know that seventeen games and seventeen receptions in a full PPR league is not good. So. As you said, touchdowns aren't sticky. I'm going to pivot away from that. That player is Ezekiel Elliott. Makes sense. I mean... Player... Well... Fuck. Yeah. I, I, I got these all mixed up. Okay. Uh, the I was given stats for another... Uh, which running back do you not want? So I for this one I said what which running back do you want on your team? <laughs> so, I, okay, I am cut two beers into this one, and apparently I can't read, so I need pictures. So this one was which do you want on your team? And Jacob said player A, then player C, then player B, and said player B is terrible. Which and that was Zeke. And that was Zeke. That's perfect because I'm an Eagles fan. These are the Dallas, rankings one. Dallas Cowboys yeah. suck. And yeah, so this is what you you agreed to tweet. So yep. player A is Alvin Kamara. About similar in rushing, you know, to Zeke, way less touchdowns, but way more receptions. Player C, any idea on that? A little bit less in rushing, about a hundred less in rushing five more in touchdowns uh 190 less in receiving yards 11 less receptions and one less touchdown also in two less games than alvin Kamara. i feel like this is going to be like a surprising one and one that surprised me i guess this last year is it james connor that is correct boom all right i will take off my sweatshirt too bad this is a audio uh Oh, oh, the bears getting the bears getting nasty over here. So, we got Daytona 500 this weekend. We're making picks later. <laughs> uh, the only person who will be excited for that will probably be Nate. Nate's Nate actually fun fact. Nate maybe he even still plays it. Did fantasy NASCAR, I believe. So that's a thing. Boogity boogity boogity. Let's go racing, boys. So our next player comp player a this was who do you Can I just say something about nascar sure this is a fantasy football podcast we talk about nascar all the time it's, i'm just gonna say this it's like a game of who can turn left best great and who can change tires okay. fast nate's getting worked up as soon as he listens to this he is he's gonna be in that group chat for sure i can't i can't think of a more boring thing to do with three hours than watch a nascar race you could throw a dip in drink some beer i'm not throwing a dip in for three hours 
Well, that's obviously why you don't watch it. No, you got to change it out at some point. I mean. <laughs> so, which running back do you not want on your team? And this is where you said that you maybe you read it wrong tweet. Uh, this yes. is player A, 1,525 yards rushing, 12 rushing touchdowns, 27 receptions for 239 yards and one touchdown in 15 games. Player B, 1,125 yards rushing, five touchdowns, 35 receptions for 316 yards in 17 games. And then you had player C, 1,173 yards rushing, eight touchdowns, 39 receptions for 295 yards and two touchdowns, all in 17 games. So player A plays in two less games, um, has the least amount of receptions and reception yards, more rushing touchdowns, um, and quite a bit more rushing yards. So, Tweet, you actually said that you did not want this running back on your team. But is that the one you wanted on your team? Yeah, I I would like him on my team. Okay. So which player would you not want on your team? Player B, I, I just don't like those stats. Okay. So player B is who Ian and Jacob said that they do not want on their team. Jacob, who do you think player B is? I don't know. So player B, you've got about 50 less rushing yards, three less rushing touchdowns, four less receiving or receptions, more receiving yards, and two less receiving touchdowns. Player B is Travis Etienne. Player C, who I was comparing to, which is pretty comparable across the board. Like, sure, there's this or that. Player C, Ellis and Nate don't want player C. Dalvin Cook. And player A is Sir Nicholas Chubb, which makes a lot of sense. But I, I mainly wanted to highlight just... One, how good Nick Chubb is as a, a rusher. Just phenomenal. But in the league. But I think, honestly, when I think of Dalvin Cook, I think of somebody who's hurt but who produces. And honestly, like Travis Etienne, I didn't really think that much of. Like, I don't think he's a big back. I, I think when he gets tackled, he goes like 10 yards backwards like he's just so small but he's doing comparable numbers to Dalvin Cook Dalvin Cook you're right Jacob Dalvin Cook that is correct so we will get on to our NCAA news we have NIL deal with Rashada quarterback that was going to Florida now going to Arizona State some details leaked out about his um, NIL deal, which I found fascinating. So here we go. He gets $500,000 up front. You've signed with Florida. You get $500,000. You get $250,000 a month as a freshman. Wow. You will get... $291,666.66 as a sophomore a month. You will get $375,000 a month as a junior. 
And then if you decide to come back for your senior year, you will get $195,833.33 as a senior. Holy moly, is that a lot of money. I'm kind of curious. It just says as a month, so I'm assuming that's for each month you're in school. But maybe it's just each month that you're playing football. Not sure. But that's a lot of money. And so some stipulations to it is you have to be you have to have residence in Gainesville, Florida, at least one branded Twitter post or one branded Instagram post per month, up to eight fan engagement events per year. This could include in-person appearances, social media engagements, video conferences or interviews, and none would last longer than two hours. And autograph up to 15 pieces of merchandise a year. And a caveat, shoes count as one item, not two. What are your initial thoughts about this deal, Jacob? I mean, obviously, he should be interested in that money. And it doesn't sound like he has to do too much. The residence in Gainesville is... Like, that being a stipulation is weird. I don't really know what to make of it. I don't know but, much about Gainesville, Florida. Like, can you live somewhere else? Like, you're going to school there. Like, I don't know. I feel like it would be hard to, like, get on the bus and, like, go to class. I don't know. Maybe you don't go to class. Maybe not. Who knows? It's the SEC. Anything goes. Um, but the other thing is, like, I looked at his Instagram page and he has like 27,000 followers. And so a lot of this money is tied into him making like social media posts. And I just don't, I don't get it because Spencer Lee is a wrestler at Iowa and has like 125,000 followers. So what, what are you, what are these NIL collectives really gaining other than just paying a player to come play for their school? Tweet. What about you? What were your thoughts? Well, you all know the bear. We, you know, I, I meet all the criteria and I ain't even getting paid for none of that. It's bullshit. <laughs> but the more I think about it, the more I think it's ridiculous a little bit. Like, it's, I mean, I think it's ridiculous that he was promised that and then they don't, they don't fork it out, which clearly means they probably don't have the money. But then the more I also think about it is like, it's all about the recruitment, like the the little like ins and outs, like living in Gainesville, you have to sign up to 15 items like those are like, dude, could get that done in a week, not even a week, a day. Like he could meet all requirements in a day and make all that money. Like yeah. I, I think it's just kind of a crock of shit. I just but, don't, I don't understand why you would have these stipulations on what he has to fulfill when clearly it's being paid for play. Like correct. What why do you have to sign anything? Also, they don't we even have the money. They don't even have the money. So it's not well, really don't. but I'm just saying like we want you to come play and win us games so that we get more fan revenue. Why do yep. I have to sign shoes? Does this also make you wonder like like what he got from Arizona State now? Like I don't think so because I feel bad for the kid because pretty much all of the big schools have gotten their guys. Correct. 
So where am I going to school? And at that point when Florida said, hey, we don't have your money, he backed out. But then where did he go to school? Like, all the schools had their quarterbacks. You had all the people transfer. Where can I go? He's from California, I believe. So he's, you know, he's from out west. But, like, where can I go now? Where can I play? Because obviously he's going to Florida. He's probably given a pretty good chance to start right away. Uh, It's not like Florida really lit it up in that bowl game. Um, But, like, where do I go? he could always go light it up for the Hawkeyes. He could, but we got a transfer. So I, I just wonder like I wonder if like what we just saw with him is gonna become a a common thing where like these kids are being promised the world and then they they get there and it's not quite what they thought it was gonna be. They or almost, is Florida just that shitty? Well honestly they almost need like agents on their behalf like coming out of high school at this point if you're like a high recruit because you're dealing with like adult businessmen like trying to get whatever they can out of you yep and you're like yeah that money sounds great and then they're like well we don't have it so but we still want you to come here and we can we can work something out the the other part to this that came out the other part that came out of this was Jalen Rashad's dad was leading a lot of this stuff. And if you remember being in high school with your parent, mom or dad, it's like, hey, you're going to do this or this, and you're still living under their roof, it's kind of like you just, like, go with it. Um, The other dad that I feel like really led a lot of the recruitment stuff was Cam Newton's dad, and, like, he didn't even want to go to Auburn. His dad picked Auburn, and then he went there. LeVar Ball. Yeah. Won a national championship. So, I mean. I don't know. Cam Newton's dad's kind of. Maybe he's a smart guy. (laughs) So, anyways, that was kind of some interesting NCAA news that has come out since our last um, podcast. Also, earlier this week, the Big 12 and its TV partners have reached an early exit agreement with Texas and Oklahoma so those teams will be going to the SEC in 2024. The schools will owe the league a combined $100 million in exit fees. So now you know where all Iowa State's money is coming from. It's coming from, you know, Texas and Oklahoma. Good. We'll take it. Good riddance. <laughs> so you guys are our Iowa State fans. Now with Texas and Oklahoma out who do you feel like year in and year out are going to be the teams that are competing for the big 12 championship caveat not like texas was competing every year but everybody everybody's fans i don't know it's something about texas like every year at this rate oklahoma wasn't either lately cowboy cowboy fans like think every year this is their super bowl year they believe texas is like the same thing so in the Big Twelve, who do you who do you feel is going to be that year in year out staple of been in that Big Twelve championship game? I think we're I think we're adding parity, a lot more parity with who's coming in. Um, I know TCU's the hot the hot team, obviously coming off the playoff, but 
they also have a top 10 recruiting class coming in like it's hard not to think that if Sonny Dykes keeps that up like he's not going to continue that success so you know I, I like him and honestly I, I think it's kind of a toss up but I I really like K-State I think K-State's probably on the verge of being better than TCU and maybe becoming just that team um, those would be my two but I, I mean those guys, other guys coming in you got Cincinnati they were just in the playoff two years ago Houston Cincinnati's I mean, like a wild card to be yeah. honest I mean they're doing a lot of things right and you got Houston I mean you can't you're, you can't count out Houston they've been playing better than fucking Texas but and then again Dana Holgerson's a crazy so but also Cincinnati loses their head coach, goes to Notre Dame, so there might be a little bit of a yeah. a rebuild type there. Of I, I love K State personally, but TCU they're doing the right things too. For me, it'd be TCU and Baylor. I think Baylor has always kind of just been like on the fringe. So with Oklahoma gone, it's like, do they just you know win five out of the next ten? All right. I can see that. Well, that does it for our NCAA news. Jacob, you want to take away the uh, NFL news? So NFL news, really, we just had the Senior Bowl happen. We got the Combine starting in like two weeks. Something like that here at the end of the month. Yep, so that'll be exciting. We'll get to see who falls on their face and who raises their draft stock. Um an interesting stat that Luke brought up was in 2022, 30, basically 13% that got dra- – I don't know what, what I'm reading right now. <laughs> in 2022, 13% of the players that got drafted were not at the Combine. And 34% of those who were at the Combine were not drafted. So there's 262 picks. You had 35 players that were not at the Combine who got drafted. And this is defense, offense, special teams, linemen, all that stuff. So not even just like what we care about for fantasy purposes. And then you you had 90 players who were at the Combine who didn't get drafted at all. So getting, if you have a guy who's not going to the Combine, that's not good. Like, uphill battle. If you are at the Combine, you're at least dancing. But if you don't get, there's a, there is a 34% chance that your guy goes to the combine and doesn't get drafted like that's a pretty high number in my opinion plus then you think then there's the defensive guys and we're just we're just doing the offensive skilled positions so like that's even probably more for us so there there's a couple people who are like fighting uh here i'll let you take it away that are fighting like that 13 percent like they're are people who got snubbed from the combine that these people, sorry, but probably not gonna make it? I'm sure they're gonna live on your taxi squad, but 
Probably not getting drafted. What are we going to do when the Combine's gone here? Well, then everybody's going to be running four twos. Um, we'll have those regional... Stupid pro days. Yeah. <laughs> it'll be it'll be great. It'll be like... You know what? Remi- it'll remind me of the North Carolina pro day, where everybody ran super slow, I think? Because yes. I remember being yeah. super on Javante Williams, and then I saw that 40 time, and I was like, dude must be so slow, because... Pro days, like that's when you juice up your number, and 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 if this is a juiced up number, I don't I don't want any part of this. Well, then you had that LSU pro day, which was completely juiced up. <laughs> like, yeah. like, I mean, I don't know. Well, it sounds Everybody, like they was running four three. It sounds like they'd go to the regional pro days, but they'd be run by combine people, I guess, or something along that lines, like. But it want to be the same turf and process. this and that. And... The, the problem with the problem with getting rid of the combine is it's everybody gets weighed in on the same scale. Yep. Everybody gets measured for their height the exact same way. Everybody has to run on the same surface with the same laser time. Like yep. that is that's valuable for like us as fantasy managers. And you miss right? the biggest part. It's a big money grab it is they get so much money like I don't think they I just think that's going to be the next hot topic I mean obviously it's already come out I think it's going to become a super hot topic like I'll watch so much combine coverage I love it so so some of the snubs that were listed was uh, Jordan Mims Lou Nichols Xavier Valaday who I mean, he's been good every season of college, but he didn't get an invite. And then Jared Wayne out of uh, Pitt. So I, I found that one surprising. Jared Wayne, he was, I think for a CFF guy, I think Jared Wayne was like a wide receiver 24-ish type CFF guy. Listen, but there, not there, very there's athletic. Some like, F, there's some like FCS wide receivers that got invited to the combine that I'm like, how the hell are they getting an invite and not Jared Wayne? Interesting. So our our uh, you know back to our podcasting, getting back into the swing of things. What we're gonna do here is in 2022, uh, Jacob and I did some hot takes. Uh, for, you know, so we're just going to do a recap of those. They were uh, extra hot. Uh, yeah, I was super hot on some of my takes. So, take, this first one, though. Yeah, yeah this first one. My first take, Miles Sander and Kyle Pitts will score more touchdowns than they did last year. Mark that for a W. They went plus 13 compared to last year. No big deal. I crushed it. Jacob, what was one of your hot takes uh, from last year? Um, probably my hottest take was Sean Tucker goes for 1,800 all-purpose yards, is a borderline Heisman finalist, and is the second running back taken in the 2023 NFL draft. He so could still like, be the second running back. Could still be. But that was like a three-leg parlay, and it didn't work out this year. There, I, I, there's only one of us who can like, do parlays, and that's this guy. Yeah. 
Syracuse forgot he was on the team. They completely like shifted their offense, and I don't like it was like mid season too. I don't, I don't know what happened there. I thought he would be a smash. Well, it was very odd when he was leading the team and just crushing it, and then that Clemson game they were winning, and they, they never gave him the ball again. And that was like the downturn. <laughs> Sean Tucker was not hashtag pleased. If you don't understand the reference, check out Twitter. He does a whole game analysis, and he ends up with hashtag pleased. Do you think it's just like coaching staff being like tired of <laughs> him being like <laughs> – I wasn't a fan of the game plan, but I did well. <laughs> <laughs> so, my other hot take was some waiver takes. Nene Davis out of uh, Utah State would be a top 50 wide receiver. At the time, he was currently wide receiver 1,149. So, that I mean, I'm really going out there. He ended up wide receiver 591. Like, that is a huge increase, but still big miss on my part. Well, I don't even know where you come up with that shit. Like, (laughs) I just, I'm trying to identify offenses and, like, just kind of. That's a lot of toilet time, man. A I, lot of toilet time. I'm trying to, I, I'm trying to work better because I really want to understand more about college stuff, and you know, NFL is more about the players and being great, while college is more about coaches being stubborn and you're gonna run my shit. And I'm trying to understand what they're doing. So yeah, that was. I, I, I guess I didn't get Utah State right this this last year. I don't think anybody did. I think they thought they were going to have a very high-powered offense, and it just kind of fell flat. Yeah, I think Grim would agree with that. Jacob, what is another uh, hot take you had? Another hot take that I had, and this one really stings as of last weekend, Juju Smith-Schuster leads the league in receiving. That guy can go screw himself. And honestly, he's on the block, Brett. Come get him. He's cheap. It tells you something when a Chiefs fan doesn't even want him. But, Brett, Jacob is wearing an Arrowhead shirt. That is true. You can't see it. It is an audio medium, but he is wearing an Arrowhead shirt. I. It's an Arrowhead Lake shirt. And okay. also... Suspicious. I'm going to be on record right now, okay? That Chiefs Super Bowl is fraudulent, <laughs> and they don't deserve it. Their fan base doesn't deserve oh, it. Jesus. Their fan base is the worst in football, second worst in football. The 49ers have the worst fan base in football. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. We really opened up a can of worms here. Junior didn't have a bad year there this year. He did not lead the league, but he did not have a bad year, though. He didn't have a bad year on one of the best offenses in football. He couldn't it clear a thousand yards. It took weeks for him to get going, but he was the wide receiver one on one of the best offenses in football, and he couldn't clear a thousand yards. True. My hot take. Listen, he's my, washed. My hot take. Brett, come get him. He's perfect for your team because he's washed. <laughs> <laughs> 
My hot take. Animosity. My hot take was that Jacob Belleville would be super bitter about the Eagles losing in the Super Bowl, and he would complain about slick turf surfaces not allowing for that defense to get after Patrick Mahomes. I think I fucking nailed that one. That one was not a true. Cute. Not true, because the Eagles shot themselves in the foot. They had the Kadarius Tony punt return that they let go down to the three yard line. So that's seven. Then you had the unforced fumble from Jalen Hurts. Listen, Jalen Hurts played out of his mind, played a great game. Until he pitched that ball to nobody. The, the difference in that game, like if he if that fumble and for a touchdown doesn't happen, we're Super Bowl champs. The fact that you didn't know that was gonna happen means you didn't read the script that the NFL had written for that game. Is I mean that's what it tells me. I mean the fuck the fucking balloons out there were getting that information. They knew that, you know. Just like tweet says, I don't read well. <laughs> All right. So one of my other hot takes was that uh, Keenan Burnett and Bryson Nesbitt would score more touchdowns than Cameron Latu. So Burnett is a tight end for I think he's Arizona and Bryson Nesbitt uh Ian has him uh North Carolina tight end that turned out to be a draw so Nesbitt scored all four touchdowns and Cameron Latu scored four touchdowns so I just needed something from Burnett he did nothing he had like seven receptions all year thought he maybe would do something more so draw there for me I feel like you have very complicated (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like it's just like like I you knew I, this you kn- guy plus this guy plus this guy minus this guy will have more touchdowns than this guy divided by three. Right, but you you knew who Keenan Burnett was, so I'm not too worried about that. <laughs> Jacob, my my next hot take was Marcus Mariota would revive his career in Atlanta. And Atlanta would no longer be in the quarterback market going into the next year. That was this where Nate comes in. What's that? Is Nate going to come in and like tell us how that worked out? Listen, it was a bad take. Um, Sometimes you swing and you miss. Mariota looking like dust. Not great. My next one with Nathaniel Pete. Will lead the NCAA in rushing. <laughs> Talk about a swing and a miss. <laughs> I don't even know what a swing and a miss is. I think I was close. Uh, he averaged thirty-five point four yards per game, um, which is probably really good for me. I don't know about Nathaniel Pete, so I got that one wrong. Nathaniel <laughs> Pete, uh, Missouri running back, so got that one wrong. By a by a bit, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It wasn't great. <laughs> so my last hot take that I missed on Caden Prather at West Virginia finishes the season top twenty in receiving yards in college. Didn't happen. He had like five hundred and forty yards. <laughs> no, five oh two. Five oh two. Not even that good. My next one we don't know, but I'm gonna th- Say it's pretty good chance. A guy who gets drafted this year is Braden Bennett. 
I'm going to take the loss because he's coming back next year, so I don't think he's going to get drafted. So he only played four games last year, and he scored a whopping fantasy point-wise of 20.9 points, running back at a uh, Coastal Carolina. So I'll probably dig right back into that well for next year. We're going to have to do uh, a hot take series uh, later in the summer once we have some spring games and whatnot for uh, – for next year, because it's been pretty fun so far. I'm 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 coming in with some hot Taco Bell style takes. It's gonna be real hot, in and out. Your <laughs> asshole burning. burning. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jacob. All right, Jacob. What is another hot take that you had? My last hot take that was a smashing success. Brees Hall scores more fantasy points than Javante Williams. I mean, both got hurt. Both got hurt, but Brees Hall scored more fantasy points because he's a better player. So, not too hot of a take, to be honest. My last hot take, and I feel like my best take, to be honest, I said Jarrett Doge would end up as a top 20 quarterback who is currently quarterback 60. He ended up transferring to Troy. Uh, He didn't even play. Uh, But the concept of the Western Kentucky quarterback is what I was going for. And our boy Ian comes in, picks up the Western Kentucky quarterback, and uh, he crushed it. Um, Reed was quarterback number three overall. Last year, picked him off of waivers just like he picked up one Anthony Richardson off of the waivers. Guy is just a savant off of the waivers when it comes to quarterbacks. I should have done it. I should have done it. I'm going to call that a win. I'm going to call that one a win. I don't know. You You, you picked the wrong guy. Tweet, you you haven't been on this podcast for more than 43 minutes. You can't name him by the name. You named him by the name. That's an L. Oh, my gosh. Well, we all knew what I was talking about. The guy was on Western Kentucky, then all of a sudden transfers to Troy. We obviously – I'm not going to pick Troy at that point. Come on. Anyways, that does it for our hot takes – um, Jacob and I had one, two, three, four, five, six hot takes all together. I'm honestly going to say that they're all wins because they're all really great takes, and we crushed it. I only won one. Well, I guess I won probably Zero. like I well, I won like three. You got the Western Kentucky uh, CFF Championship, NFL Championship. I am your C2C king. Bow to me and kiss my feet. No. (laughs) Hard pass. Okay, well, if you want greatness, that's probably the closest you'll get to it. All right, league news. Sleeper taxi squads. I've had some questions. How do those taxi squads work? I've reached out to a a few people on different forums as to like, Hey, have you been using sleeper? How long have you been using it? Uh, your taxi squad stuff. This is what I was told. Uh, 
that Sleeper would pretty much make your roster inactive when it gets to the preseason that you will have to, if there are people that are going into their third year, uh, it'll make you kick, uh, cut them or move them up to your active roster. I will trust them that that's what actually happens, but something that we will monitor as a commissioner. If sleeper does not make you kick them off, I'm probably not going to enforce into like, it's just going to be too much for me to keep track of on everybody's team of who's going into their third year. Who's not. I mean, I could just look at, you know, everybody's team. We'll see what Sleeper does, and then we'll kind of make a decision from there. But if Sleeper can keep track of everything, like that, that would be great. I'm again, we are an audio medium, and Tweet is like taking pictures of I don't know his dog sleeping. I'm not yeah. sure what's going on. It's I can't even paint a picture right now. Bad podcasting here, but I I don't know what I just witnessed there. I gotta have them cute photos for the wife. <laughs> so we'll 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 talk about it a little bit more with Taxi Squad, but I'm just gonna let Sleeper kind of do its thing, and then if we have to make a decision later, we will. One thing about Taxi Squads, Luke, um, some of the managers in our league have players on their Taxi Squad. <laughs> That are now labeled player invalid. So probably probably okay to cut those guys. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe maybe they can go from insurance salesman to NFL superstar. You never know. You can have a corner there. Listen, I feel like if Sleeper is telling you this player who used to be a player is now invalid. (laughs) <laughs> they're probably not going to reverse it and be like, okay, now this player is valid again. It's always going to be invalid. Who knows? Who knows? They're probably just going to make a new like player card, whatever it is. It'll probably be a player card and it'll be labeled Dustin Hill. Yes. That's for sure. He's had a lot of chances. He'll still be on Grimm's roster. <laughs> and... Due to popular demand for the Malik Willis stats every week, we're adding a new player stats along with Malik Willis. We will now be capturing Tajay Spears and watching his career in the NFL. We can't wait. Jacob's a big fan. He can't wait. I will be... I will be taking the Malik Willis stat tracks, and then Jacob will be talking about our Tajay Spears stat tracker. So I know Jacob's been pumped about it. So he's been talking about it nonstop in our uh, Slack that we have that we talk about, you know, our all of our stuff uh, coming up for the week. Uh, we do a lot of pre pre show stuff, and he can't stop talking about Tajay Spears. Neither can Twitter. Uh, like after after the senior after the senior bowl, like he's he's the darling, right? You know, you know what happened. He's also terrible. The worst thing is like how much Grim believed 
then traded him. Nate has been drinking so much of that Kool-Aid that, like, Nate is just off his rocker. I I don't get it. Nate's like, oh, I wish Twitter wouldn't have been talking about him. Now I can't get him in my, like, other leagues. Like, to be honest, Nate is slowly turning into Grim. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> what are the warning signs? Is it Tajay Spears? Is that the warning sign? I mean, that's one of them. And then, like, undraftable players on your college roster, you know, like, they're never going to get drafted. Another one. Um, Holding on to them. Yeah. 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 Will Levis, Tanner McKee. No. CJ Stroud. Will Levis is definitely getting drafted in that first round. Oh, okay. okay. Deal with it. No, I'm yes. just saying. I was more so taking a dig at tweet. Uh, no. No, I mean, Nate's got I mean, like 45 guys that are coming up to the NFL. Nate's got a few guys, but he's he objectively, Tanner yeah. McKee is trash. <laughs> he's really smart though, because he went to Stanford. Sure. <laughs> we have also got into our 2023 trade counter that we are up to three already for 2023. Our own Jacob Belleville, as he pounds his Arrowhead shirt. Um, Arrowhead Lake. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the kingdom. Whatever that is. <laughs> the, uh, have you been a part of all three, or is it two of the three? All three. All three, and could have a fourth one. We could, could have. have. We could have had a fourth one. No, I had to withdraw it. He withdrew it. He didn't give me enough time to think about it. No, 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 tweet. It was very straightforward. You either counter, decline, or accept. You did none of those things for two days. I looked at it, and then I thought about it over a few beverages for a couple days. It was Ramondre Stevenson for Rashad Bateman. And I thought about it for a couple days over a few beverages, and I was going to come back in and give you something else. But I'm going to tell you right now, neither of those players require multiple days of consideration. There's a lot of consideration going on. I mean, yeah, Tweet wanted to know who the Baltimore Ravens offensive coordinator would be. I mean, I don't blame the guy. I wanted to know that. I don't like New England running backs. And I wanted to figure out where Rashad Bateman will actually grow his career outside of the terrible passing offense of the Baltimore Ravens with Lamar Jackson. How's he going to grow his career? He's there for another year. Well, I mean, there's things called trades. Who's trading for a guy who can't even see the field? The Texans. The Bears. <laughs> Bears. <laughs> Bears, maybe, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's plenty of options. <laughs> True. I mean, currently, the Raiders might be trading for a guy that is doing a four-day dark out in his house. I want you to know, before I came up with this show sheet, I did a four-day clean cleanse in did the dark. Did you sit in a dark room for four days? Dark room for four days. I sat in the basement, all the lights off. Um, I had Grant, my five-year-old son, place a, a, a plate of food 
uh, twice a day at the top of the stairs because I didn't want to see the light. Um, and then I would eat it. Uh, and then the hard part was finding the door on the way out. It was so dark, I didn't even know where the door was. So that's how you got that JSN jersey hanging above you. That is how I got that. Blacked out and bought it on the internet. Other other jerseys I got. So you know what? Funny story. I'm like, hey, I want to buy. I want my man cave to be a theme of players I like in the NFL um, and try to get their college jerseys. And now with NIL, it's like, okay, if I like a college guy, well, I can just see if they've got something available, whether it's from a picture or, or whatnot. I've, I am a Hawkeye fan, but I have got entirely too much Ohio State stuff now in my house. I have JSN signed jersey, Garrett Wilson signed jersey, Travion Henderson signed jersey, I've got an Ezekiel Elliott signed mini helmet, and then a JSN helmet, mini helmet, and football signed. I was like, looking out with that Matt Bruning too much, huh? I just like, I can't believe all this. Well, then I was like, hey, I want to, I found a Chris Carter. I was like, oh, I'll go. I don't know where he played college because I only know him from NFL. He went to Ohio State. And I was like, you know what? I'm just – so I ended up getting a Chris Carter Vikings helmet because I'm like, I can't I can't do any more Ohio State stuff. You need to – yeah. You need to lean into the Iowa Hawkeye legends. Um, I did – signed. Spencer Petrus jersey. I did find. Okay. I did find. Nate Stanley. I did find. You probably a, get it for fifteen cents. I did find a Brad Banks signed mini helmet. That's actually kind of cool. So, I'm kind of waiting on that. So that was kind of cool. Look at tweet. Just because like Seneca Wallace would lose to him doesn't mean like you have to hate Brad Banks. Runner-up Heisman finalist, I believe. I don't remember. I feel like that was tweet. We were in, like, what, sixth grade or something. Belleville, you've been, like, fifth that grade. That was a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, it's yes. it's been a hot. Can you believe it? There was an Iowa Hawkeye quarterback that was a Heisman finalist. And the Iowa State guy that beat him owns Wingstop now. Here we go. So, but, yeah. Legend. My Legend. Fa- my favorite Michael thing. Wallace. I've got two things that are probably my favorite. Bijan Robinson signed football and a DK Metcalf and a um, AJ Brown signed Old Miss mini helmet. That's probably my favorite. Even more than my Justin Jefferson signed. No Debo signed. on that? No Debo. I, I did track down a Debo uh, South Carolina jersey. But are you thinking... Old Miss, are you thinking uh, Elijah, Elijah Moore. Moore? Oh, yeah, sorry. So, <laughs> I, I did... completely different players. I did, I did find one of those, but I actively chose not to get that. I feel like that would bring down the value of that helmet. It's because he plays for the Jets. Maybe. But, we will be back... Next week, 
Jacob, tweet for sure. I will be a solid maybe. Um, we'll be back next Thursday night, February 23rd. Same bat time, same bat channel. Here at 9 p.m. Central Time, the best time zone that there is. Correct. Please like, subscribe, rotate, notate, give us a review, touch your nipples, grab your... Eh, hey, hello. <laughs> and always remember, start your studs. Good night, everyone, and welcome back for 2023. Skirt, skirt!